course, the big story in the news is still the cyber attack on the HSC and specialist guardy and cybersecurity officials are trawling to the dark web to determine if sensitive patient information and data that has been stolen by the HSE has been leaked online. And cybersecurity experts in two firms, McAfee and FireEye, hired by the HSE to contain the attack, are currently monitoring a number of dump sites on the dark web. In case you don't know what the dark web is, same as the World Wide Web, only for it's for the more dubious in society. It kind of runs parallel in the background and it's anonymous. Anyway, they're looking there to find if there's any HSE files or security sources. Uh, that's according to security sources. Now, we spoke about it yesterday, but let's get an update and talk about it a little bit more today. And joining me is Will Geddes, who is a security specialist for the last 25 years in the UK. Good afternoon to you, Will. And a very good afternoon to you, Niall. Always a pleasure, sir. And, and it's lovely. I can't remember, actually. I remember speaking to you before about something, but I can't remember what it was. But I'm sure it was <laughs> It was something important <laughs> anyway. But certainly not as important as this. Will, you've been watching this particular story. I know it's been on Sky News as well in the UK. I mean, this is a massive security attack and cyber attack on the Irish state, whereby these hackers uh, in Russia, it seems, uh, that they're from, uh, have basically taken down the whole health service and all our patient information and data, PPS numbers, everything, uh, and threat to dump it on the dark web. I mean, how does this even happen? Um, it can happen quite easily if one's not prepared for this kind of event, Niall. I mean, fundamentally, from everything that I'm seeing around this story, and bear in mind, obviously, the HSC are going to be very guarded about the information of how the breach took place. But from what I understand, uh, they are claiming it was a zero-day exploit. Now, a zero-day, for the listeners who aren't familiar with that, is a hole in the software that is protecting your system that a hacker can leak through. Now, these are incredibly valuable, obviously, whenever there's a new software update to any system that you're currently running. And it's something that maybe the developers missed that the hackers haven't, and then they exploit. But I mean, but I mean, but Will, but Will, sorry for interrupting you. Over the last seven or eight years, ethical hackers have been hired to look for vulnerabilities within the HSE and other government bodies. They have pointed these out on numerous occasions to the Irish government, but this government and the previous government did little to protect the Irish state. And and this is a modern way. We used to protect the state by standing on the beaches with a gun. Uh, this is a modern yeah. way of protecting the state by protecting your security systems or your technical systems because that's what we all rely on nowadays. So they did nothing about it, and yet nobody seems to be answerable in relation to this. No, absolutely, Nolan. You're absolutely right. I mean, and what I was going to draw on to is the fact that it's allegedly they are operating still on Windows 7. I believe so. Hugely outdated system. And that was something which the National Health Service over in mainland UK were exploited by the WannaCry ransomware. Now, this kind of uh, outdated system, it's almost a, a, a diminishing returns with the amount of money that they would need to spend to keep operating on that system without actually migrating to something more current and evidently more secure. So, in other words, because we were offer, operating on an old system, which really can't be updated because it wouldn't be supported by Microsoft anymore. Um, I mean, really, realistically, you have to have uh, probably the latest version of Windows 10 to keep getting your security updates on a regular basis and for McAfee and everybody else to provide you with protection. Um, this is the reason why we end up in this situation, because we're literally working off dinosaur equipment. Absolutely. And the, the, the problem is, is that you're leaving yourself incredibly open. And as you say, the software updates are not going to be maintained. So ultimately, you are simply in a a position of waiting for the threat to happen. It's not a question of if, but when. 
And, and that's all right for Johnny Civilian who's sitting at home with his computer. He doesn't care because, no, he's not a threat to anybody and nobody's going to hack him. But, well, they might hack him for his bank information or something like that. But not when we're talking about a state body. Now, I mean, going forward, I mean, what essentially, I mean, they say they're not paying the ransom. 20 million allegedly is the fee that they ask for, or the sum of money they ask for. These people are never going to be found because, from what I believe, uh, they've been indicted in many occasions in, in both the US and many other countries. But they, well, unless they leave the country, um, they can't actually get at them and they'll never actually face it, you know, a judge and jury. Uh, but so realistic, they're saying they're going to dump this information. Is that normal procedure to dump the information on the dark web or package it? Yeah, very possibly. There, there's, there's a number of ways they can do it, Niall. So this is a standard ransomware where they basically infected and hacked the system. They've locked it down. And talking about Joe Public, yes, Joe Public should be on the most current software as well because his identity, our identity is just as vulnerable. And I'm going to come on to one of the things that Joe Public and the HSE should have done, which would have prevented this problem being as bad as it is. But the issue that they have is these hackers will very easily just dump this information onto the dark web and it can be bought by anybody who chooses to obviously But for what purpose? But, 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 but I'm curious about the purpose. I mean, why would somebody want to know my date of birth, my PPS number, why I was in hospital and where I live? I mean, of what value would that be to people? Well, the value that it has now is it's all part parts into the, the, the tapestry of the identity theft that they can potentially take. Now, bearing in mind, obviously, the healthcare systems that we have in Ireland and in the UK are incredibly generous and very capable, as we've certainly seen over the last 18 months. The fact of the matter is many healthcare systems across the water aren't, and therefore this can potentially be utilised for healthcare tourism, which is a big problem that obviously the UK and Ireland both have. So... Even that information in itself may not necessarily open up the keys to the kingdom, so to speak, but it can be part of that identity puzzle which the fraudulent individual can potentially use. But more than anything else, this is a huge reputational implication and impact for the HSE. And there is a corporate governance issue which the board of directors really have to be very concerned about right now. But but they do have a responsibility. When I go into hospital and give my details to somebody they have a responsibility to protect that, don't they? By law, they, yeah. I mean, on the GDPR as part of anything else, they have a responsibility to protect that information. Are we looking at a situation here where we can see lots of citizens suing the state for a breach of that contract of protecting your information? I wouldn't be that surprised, Niall. I think there would be every justification potentially for a class action suit. Um, it may be a bit of a home goal, considering that obviously it's taxpayer funded. But I think there is every possibility that a few ambulance chase the lawyers may out there think, hang on a second, there are good grounds to be taken, obviously, against the HSE for not using due care and attention in the protection of what is highly sensitive data and our personal data we wouldn't want going into the hands of anybody. Mm-hmm. And, and in relation to, well, I, I, I don't know, in this country at the moment, what we're doing at the moment is focusing on the end result. And, I, and our Taoiseach, our stroke Prime Minister, said this morning, there is no doubt this information will become public and apologise, essentially, to the people of Ireland. When I say apologise, didn't use the word I'm sorry, but did say that this, this will be inevitable, that this is going to happen. Is there anything we can do as individuals to limit uh, the impact of that? I mean, can we search somewhere to see if her Because recently, wasn't there different hacks on Facebook? book or whatever it is and they will always set up a site where you can search to see if you your information has been leaked will, will that be possible do you think i'm i'm not sure it necessarily will Niall, because of the content of data that this is it would be very very jeopardous for any legitimate website to start publishing this detail uh, there is every possibility that 
uh, this information or the, the fact that your name may potentially figure within a long list of individuals that have been compromised may actually be drawn to your attention. You may even yourself be notified by the HSE if they receive confirmation. But I think there's every good chance this data will simply disappear into the dark web from where it may possibly end up is anybody's guess. I mean, what is your advice? And I'm sure you have been contacted because you work in this world of, of the security sector, the tech security sector. And when a company comes to you, Will, because you specialize this and they say, listen, we've just had you know a ransomware attack. I've heard statistics that two in every five private companies will pay the money. I mean, what, what's your advice generally to a company? Is it just pay the money? No, my general advice is not pay the money. The, the, a lot of these ransomware attacks can be quite blanket. They're sent out and distributed very widely. And the, uh, the attackers don't necessarily know who they've targeted until the, the victim actually responds and reacts to it. There are two things you really need to be doing, whether you're a major corporate or you're a private individual. First of which is always make sure you update your software whenever you get that update notification. Or if you haven't got, obviously, automatic update already switched on on your phone and on your laptop and on your computers. And the second thing, as equally importantly, is to back up all your software. Now, the reason why most companies get taken down for a considerable amount of time is because they can't reinstall that data which they've backed up and can hold them to ransom, which is why they will then quite often pay that ransom because they have no alternative. That data is lost until they pay it. But very lastly on that, Niall, the problem is that when you do pay for that decryption key, more often than not, within that decryption key is a huge Trojan program. And that will be not only confirming who they've targeted, because once you've paid for it, then it's very likely they'll know who you are. And that Trojan program, which is supposed to decrypt your data because you've paid your ransom, will possibly put an even bigger ransomware within your system if they know you're a juicy target. So do these gangs, uh, the Russian wizards, I think, or something like that, these ones are called, do they, do they have credibility within their own circles? Because somebody suggested to me that, they will keep their promise, generally speaking, because they have credibility within their own criminal circles. And if they don't keep their promise, it means that if they do it again and it, people get it gets around, oh, they won't actually give you the encryption key at all. There's no point in paying them. That from that point of view, they can be reasonably credible as far as cre- credibility can go for criminals. Well, yes. I mean, there are those that can't cry wolf. And if they obviously put that data out and uh, they don't fulfill and obviously pay, you know, fulfilling by giving you the decryption key, and allowing you, obviously, to decrypt your data once you've paid the ransom, then yes, if that, if that is their mandate and that is very much their mission statement in how they operate, then yes, fair enough. But I still wouldn't trust that decryption key and the integrity of it entirely. You know, when we've been involved in these types of operations, we might buy, say, a Bitcoin deniably, we'll then pay for that decryption key, we'll download it off-system, off-network, onto a laptop, and interrogate that data to make sure it doesn't contain anything else. Yes, okay. And and by the way, have you seen this type of attack? Now, when I say this type of attack on this scale, and this is obviously on the state, it's not just on an individual or a company. Have you ever seen this type of attack before? Oh, yes, absolutely. I've dealt very directly with companies of uh, multi-billion pound turnover um, businesses that have been targeted. 
And it is down to just basic mistakes being made. It's someone not doing that patch on the software. It's that person not updating uh, and making sure they're... And it's somebody's job on the line. I mean, when you go into a company and they have a data protection officer, they have a software security analyst, they will have all these people, particularly if it's a billion-dollar company or whatever, and all of a sudden there's a hack. Is that person's job on the line? In other words, have they not done their job properly? Is that the, the real the crux of it? Heads, heads will roll, Niall. Absolutely. If someone's responsibility is uh, to keep the gates of the castle closed and they leave the gates open, then absolutely you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Okay, so that's their job to do that. And, and that would, and what is the, I mean, when you look at these billion dollar companies that you've been in who have been attacked by ransomware, the end uh, game or the outcome to all this is basically bad news, I assume. Well, it depends. I mean, there are ways around it. It really does depend on the sophistication of the attack. You know, there are ways to not have to pay the ransom to utilize uh, very, very capable, very, you know, well-resourced and experienced um, coders and hackers who will actually hack the ransom uh, where to obviously decrypt that data ourselves offline. So there are ways, but as you can imagine, now. It ain't a pretty bill at the end of it, that's I, for I, sure. I can well imagine this is going to cost the Irish state a lot of money as, large as, as well as a huge headache, and it couldn't have come at a worse time, Will. Couldn't have come at a worse time. Right right in the middle of uh, you know COVID-19 and everything else that's going on in the HSE at the moment in the health service. I'm sure you appreciate that there in the UK too. Boris is, I'm sure, is delighted over there that things are getting back to some level of normality as well. Listen, Absolutely. thank you very much indeed, Will. I appreciate you coming on the air, and I'm sure we'll talk again. Thank you very much indeed. Always a pleasure, sir. There you go. We'll get a, a security specialist for the last 25 years. By the way, if you want to go to my Twitter account, you'll see him tagged there. And uh, he's got his own website as well, if you ever want to need any information on security. Uh, but basically, he said heads should roll and heads do roll in these certain circumstances. Because within the state, within the HSC, there are people who are paid to look after this. There are people who are paid to make sure that your data is protected. By law, by the way, every state department and every private company is meant to have a data protection officer. By law. That's the law. To make sure, And their job is solely to make sure that your data is protected. Depending on the size of the company, obviously, if there's only 10 people working in a company, you're not going to hire somebody individually for that. But somebody's job will include that, just like there's a fire officer. So uh, somebody's job is to protect data. And data nowadays is like currency. And your data, particularly when we're talking about the health service, is extremely valuable. And almost probably everybody in this country at some point has been through the health service. At some point. No matter what it was, a visit to your doctor, you know, when you went for an x-ray. Everybody at some point, I'm sure, the majority, I probably hazard a guess, 95% of the population, unless you're very young and very healthy, has been to a hospital for an outpatient visit, has been for an x-ray, has been for something. So your information is on that hard drive. That hard drive is now going to be sold to dubious people. That information will be sold to dubious people who will use it for sinister motives. I mean, the suggestion that they may have PPS numbers, uh, names, addresses, dates of births of everybody within the Irish population means they can use that to make fraudulent claims on social welfare, to make fraudulent passports, uh, to use it for, as you heard himself say there a second ago, uh, health tourism as well from other countries around the world. This information will be used. The suggestion today, by the way, by somebody was the only way out of this for most Irish citizens is to give everybody a brand new PPS number. That's going to cost a lot of money, isn't it? So it's a complete and utter mess. And guess what? As usual, within the Irish government, nobody will be responsible. 
even though, as I said already, ethical hackers, these are people who are hired, who are hackers by trade. They might have even been in jail for it recently, but they get out and then they turn their lives around and become good people and they go into companies and show companies how other hackers are going to get in. They have been hired by the state on numerous occasions and pointed out to the HSE, this is a shit show. You need to fix it. But they did nothing about it. So we have the head head of the HSE on 430000 a year. We have people in there on massive amounts of money, being paid massive amounts of money. And meanwhile, all your data is sitting on computers that are fit for the bin. Just waiting for this to happen. The only reason this didn't happen before now is because nobody could have been bothered. Because they didn't think it was a good idea. It wasn't worth the money. Sure, it's only Ireland. But now, somebody did. Maybe accidentally. And now they're sitting there in Russia going, happy days. I'll get money out of this. Now, they're not going to get money, it seems, but they'll make money out of your information. They'll make a lot of money out of your information. And nobody will be responsible. Once again, nobody will take the blame. Nobody will lose their job. They'll get moved to a different department and nothing will happen. That's all. Simple as that.